go to the hotline now. He's a longtime uh, drummer for Billy Joel. And uh, as we always talk about the band Hired Gun, he was one of the featured guys in that movie. He's got his new memoir out now called Life, Billy, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Let's welcome Liberty DeVito to the show. Lib, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Uh, Great pleasure to have you on the show. I've seen you uh, several times in concert, and as I mentioned in in the intro, Galvin and I uh, often talk about the Hired Gun documentary. I thought that that was one of the better featured documentaries on musicians, uh, that they, the guys that are the unsung heroes that you don't ever get to see or hear about uh, while the other guys get all the accolades. Well, you know, you know what was great about Hired Gun? It showed what the music business is really like. A lot of these documentaries about the music business is like how sweet it is, and this is what <laughs> we did, and we played with this song, and it became number one. This was like, hey, I went to the ATM machine and it said, you better get back to work, buddy. It was a real treat to, to hang out with all those guys at the previews and everything. It was wonderful. You know, I, I didn't I didn't take it from you. I got it from a lot of other musicians. I think you didn't seem like a very bitter guy. You didn't seem happy the way your relationship with Billy Joel had ended at that point, but you weren't you weren't uh, you weren't real bitter about it, which I thought I don't know if I'd be that cool the way you were. I I would have I would have been on a tear, and I would have wrote this book a long time ago, and it would have been a different kind of book. Well, you should have seen me the day after it happened. I was I broke gold albums, so, you know, at the edge of a table. They break really easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, the book came at a time when, it, you know, you get older and hopefully you get wiser and you kind of mellow out a little bit. The book is, is how this kid who came from an Italian family uh, two generations earlier, came over from Italy, played with the, probably the number one single artist in, in the United States coming out of America. And how did, how did that happen? That, that's what the book is about, how it happened and how it almost it kind of ended uh, and and how me and billy now have, have, have regained our friendship again yeah i, I have so to tell you as somebody as somebody who's not a, a big drum guy yeah. I mean, you, you you got zeppelin you have bonham and you have you know all these bands that had famous drummers and all that but when you when you go and see concerts through the 80s and 90s there was there was guys whose names you knew there was Liberty DeVito. There was Kenny Aronoff. There were some drummers that you just knew because you knew that other musicians respected them so much. But you didn't even have any drum lessons, right? No, no lessons. Like, like Kenny went to college for drums and all that kind of stuff. But, and no, I never took lessons. I, I, I am the Beatle generation. I saw Ringo on TV. And uh, I said, that's what I want to do. And when I tried to go for a lesson, the teacher said, why do you want to learn to play like Ringo? He stinks. <laughs> I said, that's it. I'm, uh, uh, I'm done with, you know. Uh, so I had to learn myself. And, and yeah, I'm self-taught. So self-taught, and then you hook up with Billy Wood. You have, like, crossing local bands or something where you guys end up seeing each other? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we both played in the same club on Long Island. It was called the My House, and uh, Billy was in the Hassles, and I was in a New York workshop, and we just used to pass at night uh, in the dark, you know, like hi, how you doing? That's all. And and then when it was time for the audition, uh, Doug Stegmaier, who was in a band with me called Topper, 
was playing with Billy already, and he and Billy said, "I want a New York style drummer." And Doug said, "Well, you know the guy," and he meant it was me. And it was easy for me to get the gig because I was hanging around with one of Billy's best friends, who was going to be the judge of whether I was going to be in the band or not. And we were partying all the time, and he kept telling me, "You got to be in this band with Billy. You got to be in this band with Billy." So when he gave the thumbs up, it was like I already knew he was going to give the thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, that's great for both of you because clearly from that I learned from the documentary that you, you know, you, he would come to you with some ideas and you would rearrange them. And as a result, uh, you know, Billy walks away with some, uh, some hit songs, uh, well, several hit songs, but you, you in the documentary, I, I don't like the way he went about it where, uh, he just one day dropped off on you guys. It doesn't seem like a friend should do that to another friend. Business is business, but you guys had more of a relationship. And that's the part that I think you can still be angry about. Yeah, well, it was there was no phone call, no message, no email, no nothing. It was like the way you, you find out is that you hear on the radio that Billy's playing somewhere, and you're like, well, wait a minute, I never got a call that we were at rehearsal. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was nothing. Uh, and, and so, But it's very common in this business, you know, uh, they say that you, you, you're you never really fired. You're just not asked to do the next thing. Yeah, but but there was no reason. You, know, you didn't uh, do anything wrong. He was taking, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm not in the band. I'm telling you as a fan what I, what I hear and what I think. He's taking his frustrations out for getting robbed by his manager on everybody else. And he's saying, that's it. I'm starting over. And uh, but, so, but you didn't do anything wrong. And you weren't just a studio musician. So... That has to hurt on a personal level and a professional level. Yeah, well, what, what actually happened was, uh, you know, in an organization, there's a lot of people around the, the star, and um, somebody will say something to the star, and if the star doesn't, it, if the star hears something about somebody and doesn't confront the person that it's about, yeah. it never gets resolved, and they believe what that person told them is true. So it wasn't until 15, 16 years later that we actually sat down and he said what it was. And I said, I never said that. Can you tell us what it was? Uh, no, I can't tell you. It's too <laughs> personal. Uh, all right. <laughs> was it something as silly as, something, something as, silly as uh, like an insult? Or was it uh, some maybe claiming infidelity or something that could hurt him? Or was it something really silly? How about a he said, he said, she said. Okay, that, so that's fine. So now, so now, I now I didn't know until today because I, I I was doing a little research for the book. I didn't know that you guys have actually gotten together and kind of squashed it. So how does that? You reach out to him. You send him an email. Yeah, I sent him an email and I said, you know, the piano drum feud has gone on long enough. I think we should uh, get together. I'd like to have coffee or, uh, or have a meal. And he immediately wrote back and he said. I was a little disappointed at the way it ended, too. Um, I'm up for having a meal. Uh, my band was playing in the Lord's 52nd Street. We were playing in, in Florida, uh, and he was staying in Florida for the winter. And um, we got together. We had breakfast, and we sat across from the table from each other, and we just talked about the good times. We didn't even bring up anything that, that bad had happened or anything. We just talked about who's dead, who's dying from being sick yeah. <laughs> getting older we both have we both have young children now he has one that's four and one that's two i have one that's three and we have older kids that have gone on and have 
some stressful. What is going on with you old guys having <laughs> having kids? Or how old are you? Are you how old are you now? I'm going to be seventy next month. And how old is your youngest kid? Three. Boy, that shows you, man. Musicians, musicians will always get hot young chicks, man. No matter what, no matter how old they are, that's great. Good for you. Now, so, so, uh, do you plan that? Oh, yeah, this was planned. This was planned. Well, this is how I feel. Yeah. My, my, listen to me. My, my, my second ex-wife was um, was my my age, a year younger than me. And you know, when you get a, a car. And the car is getting old, and the car just doesn't want to drive you around anymore. You go to the dealership, and what do you do? You go, hey, I want another car just like this one. No, you want a brand new, low mileage, <laughs> red, shiny car. Nice front end. And that's what I want. There you go. <laughs> oh, that is that is hilarious. So, so now that you guys have a a good relationship, or that you squash the old relationship. Do you do you stay in touch or was it hey just kind of some closure? Oh no no we stay in, we stay in touch. Um, yeah we email back and forth of course because we can't see each other. But uh, you know he's invited me to go to his motorcycle shop and he said pick out a motorcycle we'll go for a ride you know. Wow. So one of those uh, type of things. Yeah so it's been great. I mean we talk about uh, music you know what what's happening in music today. And I have another band called Slim Kings, and I we we just released a, a, a couple of singles. We come out with an album uh, in in uh, October, and I send him that stuff, and he writes me back. Goes, it's pretty good. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I I have <laughs> so to say. I, I have seen, I think, uh, I'm 48 years old. I'm from New York, and I, I think I have seen Billy more times than any other artist I've seen in concert, and it's been probably 20-something times. Are you amazed at the run that he gets at Madison Square Garden? I mean, he could he could literally play there 20 days a month, and it would sell out every time. I am totally amazed. I mean, people love him. They love the music, you know. Uh, you know, in the beginning, when, when he was playing with this new band that he has, like, ah, yeah, it's a great wedding band, whatever, you know. <laughs> but people go there to see the, the music. They, they want to hear that nostalgic to them. They hear the song Still Rock Around With Me and they go, oh, I remember where I was when I first heard this and, you know, stuff like that. And, and you know, now I have the Lord of the Secretary. We do the same thing. We play all the Billy Joel songs. It's myself, Richard Canato, who plays sax, and Russell Javis, who plays guitar. We have a guy, Dave Clark, who does the Billy parts and uh, other guys in the band. And people say it's exciting to see you guys because it sounds like the record because they got more guys uh, that were on the record in the, on my yeah. band than his band. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's all nostalgic for them. You know, they remember where they were. It makes them young again. I wonder, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Having seen Billy 20 times or so, uh, and you'll know this better than anybody, it's the same goddamn jokes every night. I mean, I could do the jokes as he's doing them on stage. It's almost routine for him. Uh, the way he does things, I would, I, I would think that he would probably, you know, go do a a tour of a smaller venues with the original guys. That would be so awesome, and there's no doubt that would sell out everywhere. Yeah, I think that would be that would be awesome. And you know, people always say you're going to play with them again. If something like that came up, yeah, that would be cool. Or do a residency uh, in uh, Vegas. Yeah. yeah. 
Top, that would be a top dollar event, man. It really would. Uh, this is Liberty DeVito. The uh, memoir is out. Liberty, Life, Billy, and the Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, we've talked about uh, Liberty on the show before and the situation, and I I think you'll enjoy hearing his story. As a guy who's played with in one of the most prolific bands with no drum lessons, drives me insane. I love that. And then has a real good story and a real yeah, good attitude. Yes, go ahead. And now I barely made it out of high school, and now I wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrote out of, this is a, some of the amazing thing. No drum lessons, plays a drum. Barely made it out of high school, wrote a book. Seventy years old, has got a little kid. Yeah. The guy is does the guy Doing does it all. It all. <laughs> well, listen, you guys come to uh, Ruth Eckert Hall and play out here a lot. Next time you come, I would love to have you in the studio because yeah. you. I got a bunch of things I'd like to talk to you about. You come over to see us, I'll come over to see you. Sounds good. Liberty, Life, Billy, and the Pursuit of Happiness available now, uh, July 17th. Uh, Liberty, great to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. There you go.